Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Thinking about a new furnace? Get a free quote at alwaysplumbing.ca. You gotta come on. Bang, bang, bang. Here we go. Quick reminder, McHappy Day. Yeah, McHappy Day today. So they raised money for the Ronald McDonald home there. So yeah. I want to pop in for, for a coffee and a muffin. Ronald McDonald home, uh, kind of close to the show. Didn't you guys used to stay there, Jimmy? Uh, yeah, I spent a lot of time with the Ronald McDonald yeah. house when I was a kid. Just to raise money for them. So when you were getting a shunt in... And, like, before that, when they were trying to figure out what was wrong with me. Okay. So it took a while. Why is his head so big? <laughs> so it took him a while to actually figure out why some of the, like, why I was having seizures. At first, they thought it was okay, uh, yeah. epilepsy and stuff like that. So I spent a lot of time with my uh, mom in the hospital, in Ronald McDonald. Turns out all you needed was a piece of aluminum in your head. <laughs> it's plastic, but, yeah. <laughs> I think you might want to go back. <laughs> so they, I don't know if they clearly figured out all the problems. Uh, knock on the door. Hi, I'm back. I think I got some more issues. I'm going to need more. <laughs> I got this drinking problem. I need new friends. Ah, that was a hard game to watch last night. Uh, uh, we'll get into that with sports. Also... In the 8 o'clock hour, we continue with a bidet a day in May. Mm-hmm. The locker room changing your bathroom routine. That's right. right. Courtesy of Always Plumbing and Heating. The locker room topic of the day. Sleb you would like to dress like or fashion yourself after, yeah. I guess, is the best way of putting it. You right? look at them and you're like, wow, that person dresses cool. Yeah. I'd love yeah. to be able to do that. I got to be honest. I am very comfortable with how I dress. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been Jeans and a t-shirt the same way <laughs> since I was about nine years old. <laughs> I have never been much of a fashion guy. I actually get quite annoyed when I have to uh, dress up for an event. I bought a suit when I graduated from high school in 1988, yeah. uh, the odd time that I needed it after 1988, I wore that suit, rented a tux for the wedding. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, for your uh, wedding. When my daughter graduated from high school, I went and tried on the suit that I graduated in, <laughs> and it did not fit. Weird. Yes. It's still hanging in my closet, just you in case I lose some yeah. weight. <laughs> of course. It's probably in style now, too, actually. <laughs> so I had to go to, uh, where Where do you go? Moore's? For... Moore's. I went to yeah. Moore's, and I got a suit that makes me look fat. <laughs> and, it's not uh, tailored. It's not tailored. It's just I look like a box in it. Um, so I'm not much of a fashion guy. But when you mentioned this yesterday, I put some thought into it, and I was like, well... There are some people that are just cool looking, yes. and you're like, 
If I was ever gonna like go with a dramatic thing and, and all I, of a sudden find the confidence. I, I did actually think of this guy before I started to look up to see whether or not he was like known as a fashion plate, mm-hmm. right? And he is. He actually is on a lot of lists when you look up. Most fashionable actor Best in Hollywood. And that yes. sort of thing. Mine's Brad Pitt. Welcome to Fight Club. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Yeah. The second rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. The thing about Brad Pitt is that he always looks comfortable. Always comfortable. And the one weird thing about Brad Pitt is his hair is always different lengths. Like, yeah. sometimes you see him in an award show, he's got long hair, and then he's got short hair, and I'm like, how is this guy's hair growing so fast? And he's time? rocking the facial hair, too, like yeah. different facial hair looks as well. Sometimes a little goatee. Because yeah. I'm not going to be the guy that wears really tight pants or rolls up my, like, pant leg legs, what do you call those, cuffs or whatever, <laughs> okay. to my to my knees. Like, I'm not going to be that, I'm not going to be a guy that is going to be looking for fashion stuff that yeah. isn't comfortable. And Brad Pitt always looks comfortable. So, that was my reason. It's funny because Henrik actually texted in his is Brad Pitt in Fight Club. <laughs> well, he's shirtless the whole time. <laughs> well, sometimes he wears that brown leather jacket. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. What's yours, Grant? Jonah Hill. You know when you hear a girl saying like, oh, I was so face last night. I should God. We could be that mistake. <laughs> Look at his Instagram. And that man has the confidence to wear whatever he wants. Like he will just pull Is things- he skinny now? Um, he's like a he's a good size right now. Yeah, he's um, on a bit of a roller coaster with weight. He's, yeah, you know he's uh, he's up he, and down a yeah, lot. Uh, um, so you know what that might be part of it, right? Yeah, like if he's at the point in his life where he's like, well, you know what, I am who I am, and uh, I'm gonna wear what I want to yeah. wear. He'll just go out there in like these crazy outfits, but it looks cool on him. I think he's also um, at a bit of a hippie stage in his life. Yeah. Like he looks like he could he could disappear for a year, buy a Volkswagen van and teach himself to surf. Yeah. Right? Like he's at that stage. Like G- look at this outfit with his dog. Look at that. <laughs> That's amazing. And those are hemp pants. And you also have to live in California to wear that. That's a right? good point. Yeah. yeah. Like I couldn't pull that off going in Edmonton, to yeah. the West Edmonton Mall <laughs> no. on a Saturday. The locker room topic of the day. All right, quickly we'll do yours before we start getting to some of the texts. Who would you like to dress like? Jason Momoa. Like is he, he known for being a bit of a fashion know, plate? It, like, I think he is, isn't he? Like, like he's he's always like, you know, wearing wearing a t shirt and a suit jacket. He rocks the uh the V neck quite well. He's always got like velvet suits on. Yes, yes, that's true. It's like red velvet or, or like, fur. Or yeah, was that or just fur. Uh, Game of Thrones? <laughs> but I think he does wear a lot of fur. But he also he has a good hair game. Like like his hair yeah. oh, is great hair. I mean, he's Hawaiian, right? Strong hair. Yeah. All right. So you want to dress like Aquaman? <laughs> the locker room topic of the day. Our text, our phone number. We take phone calls. Mm-hmm. Our topic this morning is who would you like to dress like? What celeb? Robert would like to dress like Tom Holland. You're going to need to show me a picture of Tom Holland because I don't I don't know him. Spider-Man. Oh, it, oh, okay. Dating Zendaya? Young. Oh. He looks young. Is he the new British. Spider-Man? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Robert See, said he is he's modern but still masculine. See, the problem I have with his stuff though is that it's 
it doesn't look comfortable. It looks too tight. Oh, like, yeah. I'm not a slim fit guy. <laughs> I need a little bit of room to move. Right. That, he looks like he doesn't... It would be difficult to sit down. Well, he, he also looks like he weighs about 80 pounds. He also looks like he could use a sandwich. The locker room topic of the day. What celeb would you like to dress like? Broomball Dale wants to dress like Don Cherry. But listen, you kid, don't get caught in the Canadian syndrome, where if it's Canadian, it's got to be bad. We're the best. I've been telling you the best. How about the guy that used to be on it about four or five years ago? And you know those other... <laughs> the amazing upper body strength of the Russians. So <laughs> amazing. They're nothing. Just a minute. No, They're nothing. So. Let it go, he says. H-I-N. Nothing. Had a touch, but only one had a touching finish, and that was overseas, according to Don Cherry and the coaches. Hockey Night in Canada on CBC. That was a tough job, Ron had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I missed on. I, uh, yeah, like, I mean, that was my childhood. Rock'em, sock'em tapes and everything else in the crazy suits. Yeah. It's too bad. He, it's, uh, I, I wish they would have walked him out differently yeah, than they did. It, it was a bad ending, right? It wasn't a good um, ending. He didn't deserve it. I mean, I understand it. I, I understand the, the the sort of the racist implications. And to be fair, there were probably a lot worse things that he said before probably, that. Yeah. So it might have been coming to him. And he made a lot of money. <laughs> and he made a ton of money. Um, now, with his suits, with his fashion, he, he would just like go into fabric land and pick out, point at like curtains and be like, that's what I want, suit out of that. And they'd make a suit out of... Well, he had a guy that was like his yeah. suit guy. And he would just go, like, literally go to, like, fabric land and just get whatever fabric he wanted, and they would make him a suit out of it. He didn't wear them, like, he didn't wear them very often. Like, he didn't, he was wearing new ones all the time, yeah. too. Like, so oh, he never was, repeated them. Yeah. Yeah. That was part of his shtick. Oh, Don, Don Cherry. <laughs> Every Sunday morning I get up, he's trending, too, because someone's, <laughs> yep. someone's either mad that he's gone or mad that he's... That he's <laughs> That he's trending. <laughs> the locker room topic of the day. We're doing celebs you would like to dress like, cop their style. Positive Mike um, wants to dress like Daniel Craig. Positive Mike's Mom. more of a Moore's guy. You and I are shopping at Moore's there, <laughs> Positive Mike. That's not the image he has of himself, though. Uh, no. See, all I can think of when I think of Daniel Craig's style is those little swim trunks he wore as Bond and then I got positive Mike in my head in those and I just it's ruining my morning <laughs> do you remember with those everyone made a big deal out of Bond's oh. little tiny swim trunks he's yeah. European <laughs> supposed to wear those things the locker room topic of the day what celeb would you like to dress like we'll wrap up with a bunch that we didn't get to P.K. Subban. Scuba wants to dress like him. You know what? I um I agree with the P.K. Subban thing. Not not because of his style, but because he can pull off a hat. Oh, that's exactly yeah. what I said to Scuba. Okay. Yeah, you, must, you have to like big hats. He's always got the big hats on. I wish I could. You know what? I'll cash in Brad Pitt, my Brad Pitt choice, mm -hmm. just to be able to look good in a damn hat. Yeah. Because I look like a tool. <laughs> Unless it's a ball cap. I just look like a moron in a ball, in any kind of a hat. Jimmy's like PK. Jimmy can put hats on. Anything. Yep. You throw on this this little bastard, and he looks good in it. Yeah. It, it drives me crazy. Anyway. I am one sexy dude. Yeah, you are. That's for sure. Inappropriate Ian um, says he's built like the penguin in Batman. Um, <laughs> so I guess Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Is Danny DeVito known for it? No, not really. He's no. like in sweats. 
Uh, the Rock came in. Oh yeah, The Rock. Dwayne is, Johnson. Yeah, he's so he's got tailored suits. I'm and guessing stuff. he's he spends a lot of money on tailoring. Well, you would have to fit in it. Yeah, you would have to. The Rock is not going into Sears and picking out a suit. Like no, nothing's fitting that guy. Yeah. Um, we had James Franco in Pineapple Express. He was a bit of a. He was a drug dealer. Drug dealer and wore pajama pants the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and Hawaiian shirts. Uh, Bruce Willis came in the simple Bruce, jeans Bruce and t-shirt a, look. Bruce is a, but he he can he's a bit dapper, right? Like mm-hmm. he back in the day he dressed up. Oh yeah, I think uh, yeah, so for yeah. sure. He'd he'd go out. He'd he'd step outside of a t-shirt every once in a while. Yeah, put a scarf on. Uh, <laughs> MacGruber came in. Okay, the vest, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, Crazy Corey wants to dress like Jimmy. Well, you can just go to Walmart, get the shorts and the t-shirts there. The problem with the Jimmy thing is if you're not in a t-shirt and a pair of shorts, um, like anything long sleeve. Black he, socks. Yeah, he's got issues with, right? My yeah. wife has taken in probably a half dozen things for Jimmy because she's really good with the with the sewing machine. So she actually took, uh, we got Elks sweatshirts last year mm-hmm. when they changed their name and uh jimmy got one and well it didn't fit him at all and and, and so if I it's took it up home. to jimmy he just roll the sleeves right up but well the it's wife like, well your wife can do it for him she redid yeah. the whole thing and yeah. re like re-sewed it, it fits so him it, it actually fits him yeah yeah she did that with his skinny jeans too well in the elvis costume the elvis costume but the skinny jeans we got him for christmas one year um, Do those still fit? Oh, hell no. They haven't fit for over a year and a half. It was awesome because Jimmy's style is he goes to Walmart and he gets shorts and then they fit yeah. kind of like pants, but they're wide at the bottom. But it was awesome when he had these jeans that were like, yeah, they fit him. They well, were great. Jimmy, one of his assets is his dumper. His ass. He's got a nice <laughs> ass on him. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, get that thing tailored. He's got a good shitter, ladies. <laughs> and uh, Michelle would like to dress like Gwen Stefani on her days off. So I guess she she lives on a farm, and uh, she just rocks the Wranglers. Okay. Yeah. All right. There we go. We're wrapping up there. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Thank you for choosing Walmart Canada. For a listing of store hours, locations, to shop online, or to view merchandise availability, please visit our website at www.walmart.ca. She's a Please smoker. choose from one of the following <laughs> options. For pharmacy, press 1. For electronics, press 2. For foods, press 3. For photo center, press 4. To speak to a customer service representative, press 0 or stay on the line. Good morning, Tabor Walmart. How may I direct your call? I'm wondering if you have a complaints department. Um, customer service or... I'm a customer service person. What, what can I help you with? What's your name? My name is Gail. Gail, how are you today, Gail? I'm doing good. Is how it Gail you? White? No, Gail... Oh. Okay. Gail, we recently came into a um, a board game, Taberopoly. Right. Okay. A fun game celebrating the corn capital, which was purchased at the Walmart in um, Tabor, uh, Alberta. Now, right. I'm, I'm curious, 
Is there somebody in the building responsible for picking who would get put on the board? Like what landmarks and yeah. everything else? I have no idea. We're there a was upset. a yeah, there was a couple of businesses that were left off of the game. I, th- I think it's it's, um, it's um, maybe the you know paper the town the 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 town the. The Chamber of Commerce, of maybe? I have no idea. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, the last time we called them, it didn't go so well. <laughs> no, that's all I could say, because it's not... Nobody... Cause, yeah. Uh, yeah, because I'm surprised there was some... You know, there was, you know, some of the... You know, you know, some of the... You know, you know, like, some of the... Well, they no. had... Restaurants they, and stuff for what wasn't on it, too, you know? Yeah, they had um, Confederation Square... Yeah. They had corn fest on there, like you ate too many cobs of corn at corn fest. Yeah. Miss yeah. a day. They had all all the great landmarks like that. No white plumbing. But they didn't have white plumbing. Or even white I power. Have, <laughs> yeah. I, I uh, have no idea. You'd have to. I have no idea how they figure out who goes on it. Gail, well, I don't know if you have like a like a suggestion box or a complaint box, but if you can put that in there for the next time you guys produce this game, that'd be great. <laughs> Unless it's like, you go, unless there's a number for, you know, who makes, you know, you could go there too. Maybe they have, you know, yeah. two. I have no idea. Well, you've been very helpful, Gail. I appreciate your time today. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Thank you, Gail. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. People are burnt out, right? With what we went through over the last couple of years. Um, and. A couple of industries sort of took it in the hope, right, mm-hmm. with respect to, uh, well, uh, they were they were covering for the for the rest of us, yeah, right. Um, and it goes without saying that the that the the medical anybody tied to the medical side of things is probably dealing with stress, some they, burnout, some burnout, definitely. Nurses, doctors, uh, fire, ambulance, mm-hmm. like anybody in that kind of security guard, guard, like people that do security around transit. people for two years. Put your mask on, please. Oh my God! Can you imagine <laughs> if that was your life? Yeah, and bus drivers, like they were. Oh my God, bus drivers too. Like, yeah, like being yelled at by people when. Jimmy sees a lot of this kind of stuff, right? Because he's on the transit quite a bit. Anyway, um, we mentioned this yesterday because there was a story about Alberta and how many shifts aren't being covered on, uh, what, what what was it, the, the ambulance drivers? For paramedics. For paramedics in particular. And it's bad. Like, it's at a... It was three to 400 shifts at the start of every week are not filled. So then they have to force That's... people into overtime. And... That is insane. And there was, in Calgary... Uh, the other day was there was forty calls for ambulances and that couldn't be filled. Well, so I know somebody who waiting. works at a fire station in town, and mm-hmm. he's done. Like, yeah, he's thinking of quitting. Um, I talked to a guy that does security um, in in and around um, Edmonton, right, okay. and in transit in particular. Don with the, dealing with the homeless population. Yeah, says I'm seriously contemplating quitting and doing something different right um and i know three or four teachers that uh are like seriously tapped they're done yeah and that was the story that i read teachers are suffering from depression 91 percent said their job had adversely impacted their mental health over the over the past year well how stressful would it have been doing it on zoom first of all oh. trying to teach 
over Zoom. And then you get the kids back into class. And then you're trying to same thing. Put your masks on, distance, well, whatever, whatever. I, Grant, so, I was saying this. And then parents. At and, the beginning of the pandemic, when everybody was at home, right? And we were all yeah. talking about how lucky we were because our lives hadn't changed much. Yeah. And everybody was working from home. And then I was like, oh, my God, what if my kids were like six, seven, eight, nine, ten? Yeah, and they were running around the house. And you have to... So you have to make sure they're getting on their Zoom call and you're still trying to do yeah. your job? Like, come on. And then teachers have to deal with parents. And there's oh, some yeah, crazy parents out there. Yeah. And uh, so that's a huge stress, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then 52% said workload was the most important factor in damaging their mental health. And 34% cited the consequences of the pandemic. It's a weird thing. And it's uh, it's a far right thing where um, people hate teachers and and, and well, we, you uh, mentioned uh, teachers briefly yesterday when we were talking about the paramedics, the paramedic shortage, and you mentioned teachers. And the first text we got was like, "It's because they're teaching all that woke shit." <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> I don't know what it is. There's a certain segment of the population yeah. that hates teachers for some reason. Yeah. I don't. I, I've, teachers, I've never nurses. Under, I don't under. I've never quite understood it. I get the politicians. Somebody explain I get that when you to make me. it political and stuff. Yeah. Well, somebody explained to me. I said, why? Why do politicians always? get a hate on for teachers like the conservative that when they want to get in and they make cuts mm-hmm. it's because when they're looking at their line items on their budget the the most money goes to teachers and 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 um like hospitals and nurses and stuff yeah. like that so it's the first thing that they look at for you know, is there any room? where can we save money do we really need to be paying the teachers that much money i mean they <laughs> yeah. get the summers off right <laughs> yeah i like for what i'm from what from where i'm coming from just based on how I'm wired and my like complete respect for anybody that chooses this as a path. Mm-hmm. If, if, if they want more money, give it to them. Yeah. Like back the trucks up because I'm not going to do that job. No. And I don't need to say why, because I've gotten into trouble before based on my comments on this, but yes. Yeah. There is no way. You put me in front of a class full of, of like, 12, 13-year-olds. <laughs> I'd actually pay to gonna, see that. It's not going to last a week. <laughs> and it's not going to end well. So all a I'm, threat. That's all I'm saying. We'll leave it at that and we can move on. The Locker Room presents The Grant Report for JT's Bar and Grill, where good people come to enjoy the best food and drinks with other good people. Now... Brent Johnson. James Cromwell. Do you recognize the name? Maybe not at first. I didn't know who he was until I saw his picture. And he's one of those guys, as soon as you see his picture, you're like, oh, that guy. He's been in so much stuff. He was the farmer in the movie Babe, Babe Pig in the City. He was Zephram Cochran in Star Trek First Contact. Of course I know him. Well, he's in the news today uh, because he's 82 years old and he walked into a Starbucks yesterday, went up to the counter and then super glued his hands to the counter to protest because at Starbucks they charge more for vegan milk than regular milk. There is nothing that warms my heart more than millionaires fighting for people who are already overpaying for coffee so that they don't have to pay a little more for vegan milk. (laughs) Just imagine you're that barista. You wake up in Los Angeles in an apartment you can barely pay for. You go into work. (laughs) 
hungover, start your day, and it's pr- probably not uncommon for celebrities to come in and get their grande caramel macchiato in a venti cup, one-third whole milk, one-third almond milk, one-third soy milk, double vanilla syrup, whipped cream, rounded lid, a shot of decaf espresso with a little cinnamon on top. And on this particular day, you see James Cromwell walk in, and you go, hey, babe, Pig in the City was a great movie. Cool. And then he walks up to the counter, pours super glue on his hands, and glues his hands to your counter, demanding that vegan milk be the same price as regular milk. And like I said, you're making minimum wage. And did we mention you're probably hungover, and you got to deal with an 82-year-old man with his hands super glued to your vegan. counter. I don't know if that's in the employee handbook. Oh. Actually, in L.A., it might be. Here's what to do when a celebrity celebrity glues themselves to something in the store. If this works for him and Starbucks stops charging more for vegan milk, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm headed to 7-Eleven to glue myself to the floor until they lower beef jerky prices for the people. The Grant Report is brought to you by Edmonton Glory Hole Tours. A huge thank you to everyone that supported our Mother's Day charity brunch last weekend. Uh, $35 was raised for charity. Book your tour today at Edmonton or TaborGloryHoleTours.com. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. James Cromwell was the focus of your grant report. And yeah. that is actually a true story. Yeah. Walked into his local Starbucks, super glued his hands to the counter. He's angry that vegan milk costs more than regular <laughs> milk. And that is why the locker room has a shirt. Oh, yeah, you're wearing it today, too. Yeah. I hate vegans. <laughs> Go to the social media profiles of any of our social media my Twitter, my Facebook, my yeah, Instagram. Yeah, it's our, it's our personal ones. Our, our station doesn't support this, so <laughs> no. We have to post it on, like, and Lock, at Lachlan Cross, <laughs> at James P or J.P. White or whatever, you're, and then at what, Grant the Johnson. Yeah, so go check it out. Hit the link. Then uh, it's down a bit, but it's up there. Yeah, you'll and, find and it. We also, and we also do have Glory Hole uh, merch as well. We do. Yes. There's Fanny a bunch packs, of- tote bags. There's a new hoodie up there. <laughs> Go check it out. Support our drinking habits, everybody. <laughs> You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. So Elon Musk threatened to buy Twitter. Where's that at? I think that... So that's in the process. The um, staff of Twitter, uh, they uh, they stopped the buy because of a class action suit or something. Right? Oh, really? I didn't see that. Yeah, that's the latest. So it's, it's sort of stalled there. He... Presented an offer. They did some, I don't know, some stock market thing to try to stop it. That didn't work. And then the staff got together and said, well, we could we could tie this up in courts. And so that's what they're doing now. Mm. They really don't want, the people that work at Twitter don't want Elon Musk running Twitter. Yeah. And we've put horns on this man, and I, I, I get it. I think that there's more important things in the world to worry about right now than gluing yourself to the Starbucks <laughs> counter. Um, and Elon Musk, say what you want about him. He does do a lot of good things too. Like he does throw money at charity and he doesn't talk about it. We find out about it after the fact from other people. When that conflict started in Ukraine, when Russia started bombing the hell out of Ukraine, he offered up Starlink for free. Yeah, so they just got Starlink in there because their internet was all shut down and stuff. Yeah, yeah. The one thing I remember that I didn't like, I think where people started to turn on him was, remember when those kids were trapped in the 
That was weird. In the cave. What was that all about? And he was offering up some submarine, and they were like, well, we can't use that. It won't fit. And then he started calling them pedophiles and stuff. Yeah, that was and weird. I was like, okay, what is going on here? Well, we know that Elon Musk has a um, Asperger's, I think is what he has. He admitted it on, on Saturday Night Live for the first time. And everyone sort of suspected that there was something mm-hmm. going on there, because he's off the charts brilliant, right? But yeah. he's socially a little bit odd. And if you follow him on Twitter... We have this conversation all the time in this room when his tweets get viral and, and they, they start making news. We're like, is, is he kidding? Like we're, you're never really sure. And his mom never is either by the sounds of it. Mm-hmm. So he tweeted yesterday that if someone, if I disappear or die suddenly, it's the Russians. Because the Russians are mad that he offered up SpaceX Starlink yeah. terminals, and they're using them in Ukraine to fight back against Russia. And, and he threatened to fight Putin. <laughs> threatened to fight Putin. So he tweeted that, and his mom, who follows him, May, lovely, nice old older lady, just on Twitter. From Moose Jaw. Yeah, hanging out in Moose Jaw right now, probably at a Tim's, hanging out with her, yeah. you know, her hairdressing friends or whatever. <laughs> And she sees that, and she goes, that's not funny. Mm-hmm. So we're never sure if he's kidding or not. Right. I doubt highly that Elon Musk is in any real danger right now of being poisoned or offed by somebody from Russia. Um, but that's the latest on this thing. Yeah. I get, again... I don't understand the big deal about him owning Twitter. Well, and then he's going to reverse the Twitter ban on Donald Trump, too, he said. Well, Trump's not going, Grant. But Trump says, I'm not coming back to Twitter. I'm on Truth Social, which is a lie. I mean, you know he'd be itching to get back there because the first thing he tweets would become the most retweeted thing in the history of Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, I will say this, and and a lot of people are are not going to agree with me. I, I... I kind of miss the chaos. Yeah. I I never followed Trump on Twitter, but I would definitely check it out every once in a while and have a good laugh. Like, yeah. yeah. Because you never knew what he was going to say. He was funny. I mean, he's a raging dick, Mm -hmm. but there were some moments there where it was like, he was actually kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. He's disappeared. He is like out of the spotlight without being on Twitter. I was flipping through some channels the other night. And there was this thing, Donald Trump saves America. So I clicked on it. It was one of those rallies. I just, I was like, oh, it's like I'm going back in time. Still got the red hat on. And <laughs> it felt like I turned back time. Okay, how long did you watch it for? Two minutes. Couldn't like, do it? I was like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't want him back on Twitter. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. What do you call those home speakers that you yell at to turn off the lights and all smart this. speakers smart speakers <laughs> you don't have one don't you do does, i yeah. do i have the uh well, you got the puck it's yeah, like yeah I, have the, I have the little one what, what is i don't even google know. you have google you? yes yeah what is yours google called home. again uh, google mini google mini oh yeah. okay there's the google ones there's alexa are you still using it because i know at the I, beginning you were like yelling at it for weather so you know i what still to wear. i still do it for weather or um, and it also does it work for you? Yeah, it actually because does. I saw you at Army Chris. Army Chris has them all over his house, and we were there one time. And Jimmy, it would not listen to Jimmy. None of them would listen to Jimmy. He was trying to get it to play songs, and it would just not listen to him. Couldn't understand his Tabor accent. I think it's a pitch. 
It's more of a pitch, though, isn't it? Maybe I don't know because he's got a deep. Uh, whatever it was, a deeper it, voice. But, but I, whatever I it was, it, it was I use it all the time. Like him. I use it like if I need to set a timer. Hey, set a timer for half an hour, and it'll set a timer. Oh, okay, yeah, I don't really. I don't have to do that on my phone as much. Like I, like you know, if I'm going to take a nap, hey, set set a timer for half an hour, and then it wakes me up in half an hour. Do you have one? No. I don't have one either. No, I don't have one of these. I'm against this, that for the home. Uh, <laughs> I use Siri on my phone, though. Like, Do you? All the time. Jimmy uses, like, voice text and Voice stuff. text, yeah. No, I use I Siri. I don't use Siri that much unless I'm trying to find my phone. I use Siri for maps. I use Siri for any questions. I use Siri in the car a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I use Siri to, like, write emails to myself when I'm driving if I think of something. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I never use it. Really? Uh, I just find it's a lot faster if I just open my phone up and search for. I'm always correcting it and like, yeah. Huh. Um, the, the I was surprised. Yeah, the by survey this. was: Do you use virtual assistant technology like Alexa or Siri or Google Home? And 56% of people said no. 23% yes. 12 infrequently, and the 9% had never even heard of it. Wow. <laughs> I would say I use Siri almost every day. Hmm. Yeah, and you are getting better, especially with the voice text. I remember when you used oh, to do it. You and half your voice beauties. text, half your voice text was fixed swearing. It. Half of them were you trying to get it to send, so it would be like, "Be at your place in fifteen minutes. Send, no, swear, send, it, swear, send. I it, hate this thing. Swear, send. It's better now. <laughs> it's better now. I'm not wrong. No, like uh, no, uh, uh, they've done something to it. Did it? It stops. It's more intuitive now or something. Yeah. Because, yeah, I used to try to send voice texts to you guys all the time, and it never worked for me. And Gene DePark wants to know if you've stopped set, uh, printing off maps. If you're no. using Siri this much. We, we, uh, we printed off one. Uh, I like the... Here's why. Because we live next to Sherwood Park, which is the Bermuda Triangle of, of <laughs> Alberta. I swear to God. It's gotten nothing, better. Has it? Yeah. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I used to go into Sherwood Park, and they would give the wrong directions every time. Every time. The last few times I've been, it's actually worked. Is it okay? Yeah. They're sorting it out a little bit. I don't go to the park very often. The last couple of years, I haven't really gone at all. Um, but I used to go to the. I used to go to Sherwood Park, and n- n- it never failed. If I used Google Maps on my phone, mm-hmm. or the uh, what was worse was the nav system in my car. Like that never matched up. Yeah, those with anything. never work. Yeah, because you got to update those. Right? It used to drive me crazy. So I would end up like we would do a station event. I'd have to be at a certain spot at a certain time, mm-hmm. and I'd help navigate. And it yeah. spent half the time you yelling at me. Well, Jimmy oh. navigating as he takes the bus routes. So he's like, okay, pull over here for five minutes. I don't do that. <laughs> it wasn't his fault. I blamed him, but it wasn't his fault for the Sherwood Park stuff. Like I, I swear to God, the first five six years I lived here. Every time I tried to go somewhere through navigation on my phone or through the through the truck that I had, yeah. it took me to the wrong spot in Sherwood Park. It drove me crazy. And especially when they were doing all the construction on the Sherwood Park freeway. Remember we, like that, going, remember we were trying to go to the golf course for a golf tournament, and it was on the <laughs> north end? And it yeah. took us to the south end of Sherwood Park. <laughs> I remember Park. that, actually. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was the, so mad. I know. Yeah, you were yelling at me. It yes. wasn't my fault, but it's just you blamed me. I do blame you for uh, any navigation things are Jimmy's fault. It's usually his fault. Yeah, yeah. if we take the wrong turn or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
Bill's always yelling at him. He's got he's got PTSD from driving with me. He does, yeah. It's the locker room's bidet a day in May. Courtesy of Always Plumbing and Heating. Good morning, Cruz. Would you like to play bidet a day in May? Hey. I would too. All right. What's your name, my friend? Joey. Okay, I'm going to play you a sound effect of a toilet flushing. This is an actual toilet recorded by one of the members of the locker room. Actually, we know which member. It was me, based purely on the fact that it's a Toronto theme, and I was the one in Toronto last week. So here's your sound effect, and then Grant will give you your top three choices. You ready? I'm ready. I feel like I'm in the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Joey, your three choices. A... Ripley's Aquarium of Canada, a number two. B, Horseshoe Tavern, number two. Or C, Locks Toronto Airbnb, a number two. Is it A, B, or C? Uh, B. What's wrong? I'm sorry, Sorry, Joey. Joey. Your butt will stay dirty for another day. Good morning, Cruz. What's your name? Hi, it's Henriette. How's it going? Good, Henriette. Have you won already? No, I've gotten through, but... She got it wrong. You got it wrong. wrong. Okay, well, hey, listen, you got a 50-50 chance because we just had Joey on the line and he screwed up. So it's a Toronto theme. Here's your sound effect, and then Grant will tell you the two choices. Okay, here it is. All right, Henry, is it A, Ripley's Aquarium of Canada, number two, or B, Locks Toronto Airbnb, a number two, A or B? Uh, B. Yeah! You got it. Oh, my God. What did you win, Henry? A living basics hot and cold water bidet with self-cleaning, dual nozzle, non-electric, mechanical bidet toilet attachment with adjustable water pressure and temperature. Courtesy of Always Plumbing and Heating, Henriette, get ready to be thinking about the locker room every time you sit on your throne. (laughs) (laughs) The City of Edmonton is committed to ensuring the success of the second best summer ever for its residents. That's why this year, we're taking a more eco-friendly approach to our seasonal task of controlling the burgeoning mosquito population. Our unique and innovative approach will empower our citizens to do all the work for us. Studies conducted by consultants that you overpaid for have found that the less we actually do and the more of this burden we shift upon you, the more positive impact it has on the environment. The City of Edmonton is committed to doing the absolute bare minimum to ensure maximum benefits to the environment are achieved. If our incredible lack of efforts laid out in this fantastic plan don't succeed, it will be because of you. We're certain you'll do your civic duty by constantly monitoring and ridding your properties of standing water daily. Your commitment to emptying pools and hot tubs whenever they aren't in active use, ceasing any sort of garden or lawn watering to ensure our city looks like a deserted wasteland, and by removing outdoor water bowls, you can adopt a more holistic approach to dehydrating your pets with intermittent water fasting. Some helpful tips that are definitely not endorsed by our public health officials also include using topical mosquito repellents. Public health is definitely not telling you that solutions containing DEET are the only effective products to mitigate hungry mosquitoes. Placing 100% of the risk of cancer, seizures in children, and birth defects on Edmontonians will ensure the success of this new program. With the amount of precipitation over the last few months, we suggest you get an early start on implementing our comprehensive and progressive program. Remember, success from our lack of hard work relies completely on you, Edmonton. Now get out there and drain those puddles. This has been a message from the City of Edmonton. Not a real message.
Nautilus, so it's a submarine that's, uh, and they were just north of the Hawaiian Islands. They found in this deep sea ridge that's something that almost looks like Yellow Brick Road. It's, uh, they're <laughs> thinking it's like a volcanic rock that has cracks in it. So, because there are a lot of volcanoes in the Hawaiian area. So, did you watch the video, Jimmy? I know yes. Grant, Grant just it took, looks it just looks man made. It. It's kind of freaky. It's the road to Atlantis. Uh, they're, <laughs> but they're they're saying that they can explain it that it's probably volcanic rock because like it's because the volcanic rock is cooled really quick. That's why it would have the the cracks in it. But it looks man made. It looks like it could be the yellow brick road. This is the exact type of thing they would find on the Curse of Oak Island. Which would then be like, oh man, this is how they got in here. They came from Spain. This is where their ship uh, went down. And then they got the gold in and buried it. And then we'd have 10 more seasons. You know what jumped <laughs> You know what jumped out at me when I was reading that story about this exploration of the, the seafloor? Is that we've only... They gave it a number. We've only really seen 3% of the, the seafloor. Because there's some that are... It's too deep for even some of these uh, submarines to go down. That, that kind of surprises me, though. I'm not surprised. Like, look it, at all the work we do to try to get to Mars and the moon, and yet we've but barely... Look at how much water, though. Like, we're, our planet is so high. We're a water like, world. Like, there's so much of our planet that's oceans and seas... It kind of makes sense. For sure. Aliens are hiding down there. That's what a lot of people think is they've got their ships in the ocean. Yeah. Right? So. I'll tell you, they have, they have uh, like a YouTube page, a live thing that you can follow along with this, this exploration, yeah. which is just out, like Jimmy was saying, around where Hawaii is. And um, I watched some of the video when they, when they discovered this yellow brick road, which by the way, there is no way that's natural. That looks man-made or alien-made. I'm but, telling you right but because, now, dude. But because of the fact that like there, there's a huge it amount of volcanic, like but there's a huge amount of volcanic activity there. Like so, if you take hot anything and you throw it right in water, it does crack. It's like exactly it looks like man-made. That. No, but it looks man-made. But it's aliens. No, aliens. Yeah. Aliens for sure. Yeah. Go have a look. What's the name of this this group that's doing this? Uh, it's the Munchkins. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, just an exploration. Game. Well, what's the name of it? Because you got to search it on YouTube. Like they're like I said, they're broadcasting live on YouTube. You just said it at the beginning of the thing. It starts with an N. No. Thanks for joining us this morning, Jimmy. I never said it at the beginning. I didn't say it at all. I don't even know the name of it. I Grant, he said the name of the... <laughs> I feel like he did, but I, I, it's like Nautilus or something like oh, that. Oh, Nautilus is the name of the ship. That's yeah, what the exploration the group is. Nautilus okay? is the Are name okay? of the ship. That's what their YouTube page is. You Nautilus is also Kinko. Uh, the Nautilus is also the name Where's of the... Where's your phytoplankton?
honest, I was hoping that we would uh, we'd be chatting under different circumstances today, yeah. Bag Milk. Yeah, I mean, especially with the way the boys came roaring back in the third period, you thought that the momentum was on their side and then barely had a time to get a fresh beer before he sat down <laughs> and the game was over. <laughs> then you really needed that beer. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just it was another one of those ones where I had it in my hand and I just stared at the wall. <laughs> can we... Composing, I had to compose myself. Can we have this conversation? What's wrong? Well, Connor McDavid said it best. Four goals should be enough to win in a playoff game. Yeah. That's what he said after the game. Yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. And the Oilers have allowed nine goals in their last two games. And I was at the game in L.A. on Sunday where they got beat 4 nothing, And I'd like... I was honestly shocked at how flat they looked in a game like that, especially after the dominance in game three and mm-hmm. game two. Like you thought that everything was rolling on their side. So to come out as flat as they did in game three and then last night, wow, they were lucky to come out of the first period only down by a goal. So it was just so what went wrong? Like a lot of things. Yeah. The crease on out, there's a bunch of guys that really needed to be better. Well, you know Duncan what? Duncan Keith had a bad game. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. A lot of people were chatting about how how well Mike Smith played as well. Uh, well, no, that's, mm. that's those that's three generous. three of those goals could have should have been stopped. Okay, I think like I I didn't yeah. like at least two of them. Okay, um, yeah, especially not just because they went in, but at the time they went in. Like as an example, when Cassian scored to tie it up one nothing or one one, I should say. The goal immediately following that absolutely had to be stopped. The Deneau goal by from the side of the net that had to be stopped. Like, yeah, it was just. I, I again, I just think I'm not going to single at one guy because I think that it's unfair, especially considering how the whole team played last night. But from the crease on out, the boys really need to look in the mirror if they've got a chance to bring this back to Edmonton for a seventh game. Well, and one one guy we can single out is uh, they just announced Darnell Nurse is going to have a hearing with the NHL about his headbutt. So that was awful. I feel like he's probably not going to be playing tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that, and I was just like, oh, boy, those are generally frowned upon. So let's just – all I could think about was, as the game went to OT, just try and win this one. We'll deal with that tomorrow. And then we got the worst of both worlds. So that's a huge loss. They need Nurse. They need Nurse, and that was a bad decision by a player they absolutely need. And every once in a while, he does that, right? Like, he just does – he makes, like, aggressive, stupid – moves he doesn't need to make mm-hmm. it's not all the time but occasionally it's just like that's too much buddy right like fingers crossed they max out the fine and it's like five thousand bucks <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is very very wishful hoping on my part i think like in the regular season not- bag milk i can see that being uh for him because he's had a couple hasn't he he's had a couple of hearings uh, I don't really Wasn't remember. Wasn't there a cross check in the face or something? Why am I thinking? But, anyway, somebody's going to be mad at me, driving in, yelling at the at the at the uh, the radio. Yeah. Um, I think it, like, just from what I saw, that looks like a two gamer, three gamer suspension. I mean, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue with that. And I just, I hope it's one at most. Yeah. Uh, I hope it's the fine. But again, I'm uh, completely biased here. I'm, I'm hoping that there's some kind of like, hey, it's the playoffs. Things got weird, but I'm not expecting much. If he, I'm being honest, he was suspended in 2016, three games. 
he got into it with uh, uh, one of the sharks, but that's all I can really find. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this isn't a new thing for him, right? Anyway, I, yeah, you're right. I think that's the best case scenario for the Oilers right now um, because they need him big time. Well, and they need to get going. I mean, how many shots did the Kings have in the first period before the Oilers had one? They had a goal and like ten shots. I mean, and they're coming the up flat. They had t- one shot on goal through the first 10 minutes. They had, yeah. I think, what was like five or six throughout the first period. They had 14 shots in total through four, uh, through 40 minutes. Like, that's an eight-hour flight away from good enough. So, like, for a game back at home, Rogers' place was buzzing. Like, they needed more than that. They, I, I just, I'm stunned that they've come out that flat in two straight games. And then, honestly, I gotta, I gotta say, Jay Woodcroft made some really odd choices as well. Like, starting Duncan Keith and Brett Kulak and OT, those two hadn't even played together. It was a very weird choice by him there. And, like, bench, goalie, defense, forwards, everybody needs to be better because that was, that was not great. They're just not moving. Like, they're not getting going, right? Like, that's, that's kind of what I've noticed. And it's, and you're right. It's the whole team. It's it's all. I think Drysaddle mentioned that in the press conference. He said, "Yeah, this is on us. Said, our we got to get our our legs going. We yeah. got to." Yeah, it might be a nerves thing. Like that was obvious in the first game that they lost to Los Angeles here in Edmonton when the when the tournament started, when the best of yeah. seven started. But um, yeah. this team for me, just and again, I know. I'm a bit of a homer here, obviously, um, and you want to see them make it to the next round. But I think anybody that that looks at this series, that looks at this team, will be thinking the same thing. This team is too good to get pumped in the first round by LA. the last two years. And by loss, well, by Winnipeg last yeah. year. I mean, come on. I mean, I don't want to take anything away from what Winnipeg did in the playoffs against them. But, um, yeah, just too good. This team is too good to, to go through this two years in a row. I did enjoy uh, your article on Oilers Nation, the, the picture you chose, Bagged Milk. Hello, darkness, yeah. my old friend. <laughs> it's kind of the theme it, song right now. <laughs> it hurts. That one hurt, boys. I mean, yeah, that was here's the thing, one. though. The Oilers have won two games in a row many, many times this season. They've done it many times under Jay Woodcroft. So while this is disappointing, the series isn't over. The job's not done. Yeah. And they have to think that way. They can't think that this is over. And they, no matter what happens with Darnell Nurse, they can't like take on this defeatist attitude like this is over. They have to go back to L.A. and do exactly what they did on Friday night. They have to show them who the better team is in this series because right now they're not playing like it. We've seen that they can do it. I mean, I was at games two and three where they absolutely pumped the Kings. They can do this, but man, they need to do a little soul searching or something. I don't know. They yeah. need to like walk on a take a long walk in the river valley and look at some trees <laughs> or something. I don't know. What Tony Robbins. To Give him a shout, you know? Somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe go on YouTube and just do a compilation, a mashup of all of them at the same time. Well, we will um, uh, keep our fingers crossed for a Game 7. That's what we, we all have to hope for here in Edmonton. That's that's all we can hope for. Like I said, job's not done. There's a chance to win two in a row here. Bring it back to Edmonton for a seventh game and clean this up. Bag milk, thank you for your time. Oilers Nation. Thanks, Thanks boys. There's a vision softly this does sort of sum up my feeling after that game last night. I think everyone just has that same feeling of like, here we go again. Yeah. 
Better than the disturb version. It is. <laughs> You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. Not the kind of threesome you would wish for, but it's probably going to be the only threesome you'll ever get. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM.